Hey guys, welcome to episode 16 of the Middle Class Musician Podcast. Today is a special episode. Instead of doing Chit Chat Monday, um, we are doing a our first themed episode. Um, this episode is all about house shows. Uh, my friend Katie Bazden and I went on a house show tour, co-headlined a house show tour, house show, a house show tour about a few months ago. It was back in November, and it was a blast. And um, we learned a lot from it, a lot of good things, a lot of learning things, uh, just a whole lot of things. And so we wanted to sit down and do an episode where we just talked all about that and kind of walk people through who might be artists. Um, what to kind of how to do it, how to how to go from start to finish and create a house show tour, and also for fans or not not like our fans, but just people who would consider themselves not musicians but enjoy music. Uh, it's cool to hear about. I think a house show tour because a lot of people are kind of unfamiliar with it. I also knowing we were going to do this, I created a very small ebook. Uh, PDF that you can download for free that kind of walks you through a lot of the stuff we talk about in this episode. So if you are an artist, that's going to be a good template if you want to uh, use to plan your house show tour. It's just going to be a little more concise than uh, a conversation about it. So if you want that, you can go to mcmpodcast.com slash slash house show. Uh, slash house show is hard to say, kind of. So mcmpodcast.com slash house show. Uh, and you can get that free PDF. Uh, so if you're interested, do that. But before you do that, listen to this episode. Do not start. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do that, too. Good um, call. <laughs> really Literally wise. good call. Oh. Oh, my God. I'm so funny. That's so funny. I cannot. Um, yeah. I think we should do it. I think we should jump in. Okay. Go for it. Pretty much all the episodes start with me going, yeah, we should do it. <laughs> Trying to transition into it. So, did it again. There it is. I think Well, that- oh, go ahead. <clears throat> no, go ahead. Welcome to the Middle Class Musician Podcast. I've never welcomed people either. I just assume that they feel welcomed. Maybe since they are listening, yeah. <clears throat> Welcome, the, whoever you are. Oh, no, I was welcoming you, Katie. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, not the general you. I feel welcomed. Good, good, good. Okay. Um, today we're sitting down with Katie, Katie Bazden, as we call Katie Bo- Credi Bozos, Credi right? Bozos. Not Katie. Our other friend is Katie. Which doesn't make sense because his name is Corey. Right, and yours is Katie. Yeah. So you should have the the A with the line over it, not right. the A with the little smiley face I'm over it. I'm not sure how it worked out that way. Uh, you I can don't ask think Kyle. it was thought out too well, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but we're sitting down today to talk about... Katie and I did a house show tour in the fall mm-hmm. of 2015. November of 2015. Yeah, we did a string of dates. String of dates. Uh, but we were gone for almost a whole month. And it went, yeah, from the beginning of November till Thanksgiving. And then mm-hmm. a little after, we had a show or two after. Um, and so I wanted to, a lot of people don't really know anything about house shows or that they're even a thing or that people try to do them or why they do them. So I wanted to be able to do kind of a themed episode with Katie where we just talk about that. Um, but before we do that, 
I want you guys to know who Katie is. <laughs> um, so yeah, just give like your your first starters, your little snippet, like your Facebook bio of who you are, and then we'll dive into it. Here is my FB bio. Mm-hmm. Should I pull it out and actually read it? It might be easier. Yeah, that would be good okay. actually. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of scary. Oh, you're not moving, so it feels like you're not doing that. No, Uh, I thought you had it memorized and you were going to pretend. No. Pulling it up now? As a a soliloquy. (laughs) Okay, uh, I'm Katie Baisden, and Andrew and I went to college together at Belmont University. And it is true. Graduated same year, same month. Uh, We essentially have the same degree, Mm -hmm. except for mine is in voice and Andrew's is in guitar. and I've been singing since I was very, very young uh, at church, and because it's you know mostly the most forgiving audience that you can sing in front of. <laughs> but also, uh, when I was fifteen, I learned the first three chords on the guitar, and in country music, that's about all you need anyway. What were those chords? D, C, and G, and D, then C, I learned D minor because that's super mm. easy. And then I mean, I could play any song. Yeah, pretty much. D minor is one of my least favorite chords to play because of the voicing. D minor is the worst chord. It's a yeah. very weird finger. It's, it's small. You can't really do ring outs on most of the strings unless you're yeah. in drop G, which you usually are. Which I usually so am. That makes sense. So. <laughs> yeah, it's all coming together. But all the things, I uh, I learned all of those, uh, which are three chords, mm-hmm. and um, started writing songs, and all of a sudden I realized that's what I wanted to do uh, without really even knowing it because I was just doing it. Um, and my parents were like, what are you doing? Like, how, are you just writing songs in your bedroom? And I was right. like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, so I started playing shows at little coffee houses and little restaurant bars and stuff like that. Um, and then it's just kind of been rolling ever since. Um, I love to songwrite. I love to sing. Uh, and I also teach voice. Um, so it's kind of a whole world of music and it's kind of like you, I have my hand in a lot of different small fires and that's yeah. kind of how I support myself. <laughs> Slowly burning our <laughs> Slowly hands in ball, small flames. Small fires <laughs> with, you know, very, uh, low embers. So. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's just kind of like a yeah. hand warmer more than anything else. Yeah, which is, could be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be really nice. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, talk about for a second before we get into all the house show stuff, talk about kind of, cause I think it's cool journey piece. You're being in Nashville then for four years and then going back home and just kind of like the psychological and emotional, mm-hmm. you know, ups and downs and how that plays into the journey and kind of like, because a lot of people could have gone back home and then not let themselves fizzle. And you've done the opposite where you ramped up yeah. to kind of, you know, throw yourself back mm-hmm. into wherever you want to move and particularly yeah. potentially back here yeah so. it definitely is going to be back here yeah. um i've like been trying to line that up as much as possible um but i was living here for five years and then just financially it seemed fit to move home but i really i was just sort of not going to give up yet i was working two jobs but i wasn't playing shows i really wasn't writing songs right um i drained was drained from all yeah i was just drained music. from everything um I mean, post grad life is more stressful than people would like to admit. Mm-hmm. Only Especially just because when you're not hopping into a yeah, only just because like you literally don't know what to do with your life. It's the first time that you haven't had to wake up and go to school. Mm-hmm. You have to make your own schedule. Um, and for musicians, it's extremely weird because you've been given structure your whole life, and then you're a creative person who has to find structure for yourself. Right. And so that's that was really difficult. Um, and then my dad got really ill with um, some heart stuff. And I'm extremely close to my dad. And so um, my mom was like, just know that the door's open. You can move back home. 
Uh, at the time, I was working at Massage Envy, and it's a uh, national company, so I was just going to try and transfer to the one that was in Durham. Yeah. And so I did, <clears throat> but I knew that moving home, I was just going to keep keep pushing my career because my connections were at home anyway. Um, they were here, but you don't get to play much in Nashville and make right. great money. No. Anybody who lives here and is making money off music is traveling. Yeah. Um, or and so from the internet. Yeah. Or, or the know, internet or they're singing background remote. vocals, yeah. things like that. Um, but for the most part, you're traveling, you're going out of the, you know, out of the hub because people here are oversaturated. Um, and so, that's what I did. I went home and just started pulling on my old connections. And then by April, I was able to quit my job because um, I had so many gigs, yeah. which was great. Um, so that was, but psychologically, it messed with my head when I first mis- moved home. Um, I have never stopped missing my friends here. Yeah, That's been yeah. difficult. Um, just because at home, there's not, I don't have many friends. And if I do, they have no idea what my life is like. Yeah. Um, my hours are different. Just, you know, here, everyone is sort of on the same wavelength. At least my friends are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was psychologically crazy, um, and it still is. But things are amping up. Things really turned around for me last year. I released my first record. Uh, not my first, but my it's longer than the first EP that I yeah, released. Yeah. And then... Um, it's your first... And you consider it a record, right? More yeah, than an EP. Yeah, because it's... I mean, it's eight tracks but yeah. at the same time i think about the time and the effort that went yeah. into it and so i think it's totally feasible yeah um if you look it up on wikipedia it will tell you that it's feasible but oh good I, that's where i'm getting all my information from mm. these days anyway yeah so uh, Most people are yeah so <laughs> yeah it was it was a great year and at the same time like just a really it was a year for just building and i looking back on 2015 and extremely proud of all the work I did. I worked really hard. Yeah. Um, but I sacrificed a lot emotionally to do it. Totally. So. Yeah. Um, how have you been able to, cause you have in the sense of you've stayed very busy, like, uh, mentally keep yourself in the frame of mind where you're like, I am, uh, musician like doing it on a regular basis i'm sure helps but whenever i go home mm-hmm. even if it's for like a week and a half by like four days in i didn't pretty much i have no idea who i am or right. what my life is <laughs> um and i get i pretty much of all the summers when I, w- I would go home for most of the summers when i was in college and the last one where i went home i was able to kind of stay focused and like practice every day and it made me remember that i like had things moving yeah. forward how did you did you have stuff like that where you were able to kind of keep your head above water and feel like you're moving forward yeah i think the biggest thing for me is that none of it would have happened if i had if i wasn't booking myself yeah and so every day if i didn't have a show or something i was sending out hundreds of emails yeah yeah um and at the same time was still working on the record figuring out when i was going to come back to nashville to record with you guys um and so it was there was always two or three different projects that i had that like had to-do lists on right. them. And so... Always something to Always do something to wake up and, you know, oh, I don't have enough shows for this month. Let me see if I can just fit one more in this month and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, or make this connection or... Um, and then I was, of course, still writing and doing stuff like that. So... But I'm not going to lie to you. There were days that were like, you know, why am I doing this? I hate, you know, I yeah. hate my life. I have no friends, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, all the normal things. Yeah, all the normal things <laughs> that a 16-year-old teenager right, and a right. 23-year-old also <laughs> thinks at the same right. time. Well, they stop thinking it for a few years and, <laughs> and they get out of college and like, same. I hate my life. Who am I? So much angst. Yeah. Uh, I think 
what helped me is that I included myself. I started involving myself in different things. Like I volunteered for VBS at mm-hmm. church. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's vacation Bible school. Right. But Kind of um, like summer camp for church kids. Yeah, and you go and you just – it's cool. Uh, but just – Little things like that that yeah. on weeks that I didn't have anything to do, I just wasn't going to sit at home. Right. Uh, and so I involved myself in everything I could. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. That's really smart. Cool. Um, and then we can't talk about everything, but the you auditioned for The Voice. I did. And so you've had stuff with that going on, which has also yeah. probably helped keep your head. It did. It gives... It, uh, I, I know when I, I went through the audition process, it was kind of like a... Uh, a Hail Mary in the back of your mm-hmm. mind that even no matter what you were doing for that week or that month, you were kind of like, but, you know, who but knows what's going to yeah. happen because this wild card. Absolutely. That kind of uh, fell into my lap at the end of July of 2015 um, and pretty much dominated the the last six months of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that was really, at least in my mind, it did. I wasn't yeah. traveling a ton for them, but um, I had a lot of stuff planned for the end of 2015. And so that it magically just all fit into yeah. the puzzle of what was going on. And um, so, yeah, I auditioned. Uh, it was the most positive experience I've ever mm-hmm. been through in my entire life. Yeah, totally. And I went to a Christian college. <laughs> and so, uh, and it, it's just been uh, a whirlwind. Um, I can't wait for it to air and to see where it's going to push just everyone around me. Because yeah. I've, I mean, without getting like real preachy, I've always believed in like the community that music is. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people around me, like I believe in like pulling them with me. You yeah, know, yeah. whoever gets the go, like we're going with you. Rising and, tides kind of yeah. theory where everyone <clears throat> rises with the tide yep. versus Yeah, yeah. So I you know, I hope it works out um and you know, just for everyone's sake. Yeah. And, and for my sake as well. Yeah. It's what I want to do, so right. it's no, just it's happening exciting. very fast. <laughs> and that was how uh, that was actually affected our house show thing because initially we sent out the initial blast to people we were trying to, you know, book spots, and then we had to switch around a little bit, and we couldn't say why at <laughs> yeah. the time because it was top more top secret, I guess. Yeah, it was more secretive. <laughs> so we were uh, fortunately having gone through it. I was very understanding, very easy to understand. <laughs> yeah. I hope I wouldn't have been an asshole otherwise, but <laughs> I. Had no qualms with it. Made total sense. That was nice of you. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a good natural transition into house show stuff then. Yeah. Um, why don't we talk about kind of what it is just at a most basic level, or at least what it was for us, um, and then why we kind of do it. If you want to take a stab, and I'll yeah. throw anything I Um So I think I came to you actually a whole year ago. It was like February of last year. I yeah. was here recording, um, and... I was like, are you interested in doing a house show tour? And, like, I remember what your face looked like. You were like, yeah. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I was like, well, me either. But, like, (laughs) do you want to, like, crash into this together? And uh, from then on, we started, we would, like, get back together. And But um, the house show tour is literally going to people's living rooms, um, having a host that you know very well, um, is usually a big fan of you or your music, um, and they invite anywhere between 25 to 100 people to their home. Right. Um, and you sing, gener- usually, unplugged uh, in their living room or whatever house they choose. I mean, every room they choose in their house. Um, and you sing your songs and you hang out with people. You, you build a loyal relationship with these people because they were there and they were a part of your tour. Um, and then afterwards kind of just changes up every single time. You sell merch. Um 
and you ask for tip money for gas money. Right. Um, and then you get a place to stay generally, and they also usually feed you. So, right. And also usually give you drinks. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's a great process. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I think a lot of people look at it, and they, like, when we say we're doing it, some people would be like, oh, it's so cool. And then other people are like, like, why, why are you doing that? Yeah. And I think from a... Uh, fan or just like if you have if you're staying with friends or your family or whatever it is with fans they have their friends and their family and the kind of goal as an artist then is to reach into their circles because mm-hmm. most of their friends and family don't know you yeah. so you get exposure to those people those people get to come and have an event for the night that's very unique to what they probably are usually most mm-hmm. people don't go to house shows once a week <laughs> um, and so they get to experience that and my the overwhelming majority that we talk to afterward people will be like yeah i had no idea what to expect but this Mm -hmm. was amazing and they were like they get that intimate tug of you know this is a singer songwriter from nashville whatever you know whatever that seems impressive when you're in the middle of wherever you are (laughs) uh and obviously i think we're both talented i can at least speak for you from a third party i can speak for you perfect so there we go (laughs) um so people get to experience that uh, as like a base level, and then you have the uh, the cool effect of being in their living room and they're getting that intimate, mm-hmm. you know, they feel like there's an authentic, intimate experience. So the viewer gets that. As the artists, we get, like you said, housing for a month. You're usually crashing with people. Uh, uh, for us, it was always great. You know, we always stayed at up their houses. Mm-hmm. Stay there. They're usually more than happy to make you at least two meals because mm-hmm. morning like it's never like in the morning where you're like oh okay, is there anything yeah, yeah they're always like oh we'll get up at seven we'll make you know, we have, i have to work at 6 30 but i'll make breakfast and we'll right. be there when you get up no rush though get up whenever you want yeah uh and we'll be like what's your name again exactly <laughs> um but it was stuff like that and then uh yeah so you, you get the benefits of that and then you get the benefits of yeah like no overhead food mm-hmm. uh place to say get to be relating to people and staying at a house instead of in a hotel room mm-hmm. gets which gets cold over time uh and then you just get the exposure to people and kind of get to have your own show whereas if you were playing at bars or playing opening for someone uh there's pros and cons but you'd be most of the time like forced to do more restricted set and also playing for mostly people who aren't even there to see mm-hmm. you. Absolutely. Um, They're not going to go and buy your music at yeah. the end of the night. And people don't want to go to a bar a lot of times to no. see a, a little act. No. That's going to be at this loud, crowded bar where they can't talk to anyone. Absolutely. Right, you know? um, so I think it's a win-win. It's just a lot of people don't know it exists. Um, and uh, that was one thing I did touched on. But I was overall like blown away by the generosity mm-hmm. Of people throughout the entire tour because uh, it felt like people were just waiting for a chance to be nice to people. Yeah. And we were just coming to their house and they, they were like, oh. We were like feeding them yeah. for them. And yeah. yeah. And they were like, oh, here's this food and here's this. Oh, and here's this for the road. And oh, do you want this? And, uh, you know, and like, and they're inviting all their friends and they're, uh, it was just an overwhelming sense of like people, kind of the good, the good side Absolutely. of humanity. Yeah. Um, I was going to say it helped me. I'm. For those of you who don't know me, but Andrew does, I uh, have serious control issues. <laughs> and so, But I also have a hard time with allowing people to be generous to me. It's yeah. just a very awkward space right. for me. Um, and that is one thing that this tour taught me was to allow people to be generous to me because they genuinely wanted to and yeah. it made them feel good. Yeah. Um, it was never like it, they felt, it never felt obligated. No. And people was, were so, I mean, just absolutely so kind. We always left 
with some sort of like extra goodie yeah. um, or extra something or, uh, you know, some good time that Not we spent. things with... we were stealing from the house. No, we, no. <laughs> <laughs> One extra goodie from each house. I, we, we took just pillows, might've... actually. Yeah. yeah. No. So <laughs> no. Uh, but I think it was just, it was overall a good learning lesson for me to yeah. remember that people are good. And yeah, yeah. they want to help you out. It was also cool to see, like, their genuine excitement for our careers. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I have a similar career, like, things. We've both won a, a competition at <laughs> right. our school. We both have auditioned for The Voice. We both, you know, there's lots yeah. of both things kind of that we have, like, yeah, we have, like, similarities in our career. And I think um, it was very interesting just to see how interested people were, um, but also, like, how excited they were to invite people to their house to hear us sing. Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of like, you know that person I've been telling you about for years? They exist, and they're going to be in my living right, room, and they're right. going to sing their music. And the then people I've shared on Facebook. Yeah, or this or that. <laughs> exactly. And so um, it's just, it, that's going back to it. It just makes it a more real experience for yeah. people. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and for people listening, and if you're interested in this sort of thing, I'll we'll have kind of a little bit more of like step ideas at the mm-hmm. end of like setting it up. Uh, right now, this is more general stuff. Um, but yeah, basically, I kind of would call what we did would be like kind of like a stage one house show tour mm-hmm. because for where our fan bases were at and everything, uh, the amount of leverage you have is limited. So you kind of reach out to what you can't reach out to. So right. we um, at, initially did like an email blast of sending out to pretty much a lot of extended family, yeah, friends, friends family. that you know really mm-hmm. well or blah, blah, blah. And um, you kind of need, you were definitely like the, you came to me with the idea and you were definitely like the go-getter that (laughs) pushed it along. I don't remember what I was even doing leading up, but I remember being busy and feeling bad (laughs) because you would be like, oh, have you done this? And I'd be like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to do it. I'm just going to. No, I I mean, Um, that's also just you and your personality. Right, right, right. (laughs) You wake up at noon and it's fine. right, yeah. Yeah, I'm working But I wake up at like 11, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. But you're like, the way our time differences were working, it just was, yeah. no. I'm yeah. just that person though. I wake up and no, you're like if a someone type doesn't email, but if it if like I was in your position, if someone doesn't email me that morning to tell me like, have you done this again? I'll be right. like, I'm the same way. It gets pushed back on the list. Yeah, because I am the same. I have my to do list of a million things. Oh yeah, and then sometimes on my good days, I go at that list how I want to, and mm-hmm. I organize it in a good way. And in my bad days the list organized me and I'm like, Oh shoot, that's due at noon. And yeah. Oh shoot, that's due. And then mm-hmm. I go off that. Yep. Um, but, um, yeah, that's a work in progress. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, so having someone like that, if you're doing it with someone else, it's like, just know one of you, if not both has to like, not feel bad to like, keep it pushing mm-hmm. because that's just the nature of humans in general too. Is like, things will get pushed to the wayside that are more hypothetical. And yeah. for a while, it's going to be hypothetical until you actually have things booked. Absolutely. And also for people, the people that you're contacting, a lot of them still just don't know. Don't get it. Like, they yeah. don't understand what you're doing. And so sending them emails over and over again, really just trying to, to give them a picture and a gist of what's going on. Yeah. Um, that takes a lot of energy and effort. It's a lot of time on the phone, a lot of time... On the computer, but honestly, it's worth it once yeah. everyone understands what's going on. But that first initial 
it's kind of the snowball effect. It's, you know, it takes a while to sort of get it going, but yeah. then it rolls down the hill once everything is going on. Right. Uh, but getting it set up is is no different than than the, the stress of booking a different type of tour. Right. But it's just trying to get everybody on board. Exactly. And explain it. And once we were on the road, it felt pretty easy. You would just hop from one place mm-hmm. to another. Um, and people, yeah, it was a lot easier. But yeah, the prep was the hardest. And yeah, so stage one in the sense of reaching out to more immediate groups that uh, if you don't have a bigger, you know, a big enough following where you can send out a blast on social media, and you're like, I, I don't think we would have gotten enough responses to go just off of that yeah. to go where we went. Absolutely. And so you reach out, which I think is an encouraging thing as artists mm-hmm. to know, like you can take advantage of what you have. Absolutely. And most people at least have connections, especially if they've gone to college outside of their bubble, and mm-hmm. you know, you have family or your friends or whatever. Um, around the country that you can reach out to and say, hey, we're doing this and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So we did that email blast, sent it out, heard back from a lot of a lot of people. And we had two separate ones. You had like your family, your mm-hmm. friends, and I did mine. Um, I was going to say it's important, at least for our, it may not work that way for everyone, yeah. but our stage one was that I'm from Durham, North Carolina, and Andrew is from Bedford, New Hampshire. And so I knew that somewhere in between we would be able to to. Sp- to get in between mm. those two spaces. And yeah. we actually started in Atlanta. Um, and so we kind of, we went up the East Coast, yep. actually all the way to Maine. Yeah, um, right to the tip. Right to the tip of the <laughs> of the whole country. Yeah. Um, we went to Canada almost three times, but we never actually <laughs> went. Yeah. Uh, but We're it's very just... very close. <laughs> so close to Canada. Um, but it's it's just important to sort of have your your big blocks like so we knew North Carolina was one. We knew that yeah. Bedford and so it was like here's some in between places because um you don't want to spend too much time on the road during the day. Yeah, it yeah. it it makes you very wary. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's a big part of uh planning it. Yeah, when you, you reach out be to gone people from Maine to Georgia and back to no, Connecticut. No, you, there's no just, way you want to that's you're not going to like yourself or the person you're traveling no, with after that. No, you kill everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, that was uh, I totally lost my train of thought of... Uh, Sorry. No, no, that was all good. Uh, and yeah, so we did... I mean, how many did we have? We had like 12 or 13? No, we had like 17 or 18 shows. Oh, really? By mm-hmm. the end of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, and so the... Yeah, so the initial blast, we sent that out. And after hearing back from that, you kind of wean down who's mm-hmm. actually interested. And because it's, like you said, it's like these people who have kind of been peripherally... Especially like family members, they've been seeing your stuff online and mm-hmm. they're kind of excited about what you're doing. And then they're like, oh, I could just see this and that would be exciting. Um, all the things they say at family gatherings about yeah. wanting to see you play or whatever. So, uh, so you make it easy for them and exactly, you just show up at their house. Exactly. <laughs> and that was one of the things that next time doing something like this, it would be um, easier to send out like very clear guidelines mm-hmm. of what it is. Um, so that way the initial blast, I tried to in like a paragraph and a half mm-hmm. explain, but people were still, it's just confusing. End, people yeah. don't understand why you're doing it. Right. Um, and so, uh, that actually brings me up to one of the, the pointers. I think for the next time I do it, it would help to have a, almost like a, the initial blast email, but then like a short, you know, YouTube mm-hmm. clip just explaining what it is. Uh, and probably having little pictures slash clips of the shows. I was going to say, we have so much video now right. that it's 
our stage one served its purpose yeah, because yeah. now when we reach out, because uh, the beautiful thing about stage one is that everyone comes to the house show and then everyone at the house show wants to have a house show. Right. Because they're like, this is the coolest thing ever. I have friends who would totally want to come to yeah. this. And so uh, it's going to be, it'll be great, you know, to have sort of things like that. Even if it's not you, if you just look up YouTube, someone is doing a house show. Yeah. You just and just show, show it to someone because it is just very confusing. It's because it is such a simple concept that people are confused. They're right. like, why would you do that? Right. <laughs> so it's definitely, I think it's best to have some visual. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So if you had a video that could encompass that, and even if you were doing, if you'd never done one, but you'd done a small show at someone's house, or even if you just played in someone's living room and had video, like mm-hmm. something like that, that's very basic, gives them an idea of like, oh, it, it can't be what I'm thinking. And then you show the video like, oh, it's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that kind of thing, I think, just breaks down the... They also don't feel like they have to be make, putting a stage in their living room right. or have, like, light show going. Like, uh, and that sort of thing. And I think that was what people were, like, worried that they didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, you know, you'll, you maybe set up here and I'm not sure. And you're like, yeah, that's, a, that's perfect. That's, right. It's a space where we can this stand. Exact, like, yeah, that's, people are very... Yeah, they are... So accommodating, sometimes overcome. Yeah, right. They're like, well, can I'm like, yes, this is perfect. I'll yeah, stand yeah. right in front of your fireplace. Right. And we will sing. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. Yeah. And people were also, this is a side note, but like they weren't, they were very, um, they weren't overbearing. They were very respectful no, of your space. Yes. They knew you'd been out for a while and they, you didn't feel like they were like, oh, like, oh, you can, oh, if you want, you can go up to the room. I thought we were going to like hang out or, you know, no. like it was never like guilted into like <laughs> Not at all. doing anything more than you were comfortable with. Right. And both of opposite. us are late sleepers and almost right. everyone, the only time it wasn't honored is when we had to get on the road. Right. And so for the most part, everyone was like, sleep as late as you want. Exactly. Like there's eggs in the refrigerator and we were right. like, we're good to go. Yeah. We're set. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we set it, you set it up and yeah, doing that email blast, having that video, uh, is a great way to get people to actually know what they're doing and people will be more likely to sign up for things that they understand because otherwise they'll be afraid of them. Right. Um, as most normal people would be. Um, and so, yeah, it could even be something as simple as like doing like a Dropbox, yeah. um, that has like pictures, videos, explanation. Um, and as we were saying at the beginning, I think telling them the why of why you're doing it Mm -hmm. helps because they don't understand why someone would go to like they don't see it as you know valuable time wise or Mm -hmm. like you know there's not a thousand people so why are they going to sing you know so explaining the why um which does lead into talking about uh one of our nice benefits of doing it the way we did it was we came out not losing money. Yes. Um, you had to invest in like, if especially if you have merch already and you don't have mm-hmm. to buy anything, then you will, it'll be way easier. But uh, I ended up coming out making a little money instead of going under, yep. which most people, even at like very mid-level careers, still lose money on some level of touring. Yeah. Um, That's why everyone has a 360 deal. Right. When you are signed to a, a record label. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't just make money on being that person on paper anymore yeah, you no. have to make money off of every aspect exactly um and so yeah talk uh i guess talk if you want talk a little bit about merch going into mm-hmm. it what you were thinking what you got what worked best what sold best and what what didn't okay so my the reason why i wanted to do this tour is because i was releasing the new record which mm-hmm. was called is called release the sound and so I went ahead and purchased T-shirts earlier in the year, um, 
And they're like super soft. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're so soft. Um, Purchased t-shirts earlier in the year. um, And then I already had some previous stuff, like some old bottle openers that I took along with me. And then I... With your name on it. With my name on it. not just like old bottle openers. No, I just like picked them up from different bars. Yeah. Yeah. And just gave them out. Like, do you need help? Do you want these too? (laughs) Here's a thing. (laughs) Uh, No, they had uh, my website on it. And uh, which is... Just www.katiebazin.com. Boom. Boom. There it is. Shameless plug. Um, There's an email list on there, too. I know Andrew wants you to sign his. So sign sign mine, too. Sign Sign up for two while you're at it. It's easy. It's so easy. It's just your email and your name. Promise not to blast you. I promise. Maybe like once a month. Yeah. Maybe. It's real cash. (laughs) Super cash. So uh, I will say, and then I uh, bought... Lots of physical CDs because I was releasing a new record. Um, and those sold great. I sold them for $10 a piece. Yeah. Which is um, more you can sell online yeah. for sure. Right now, I think songs. on iTunes, it's like seven ninety nine or so. it's a yeah. thing like that. Uh, Nobody checks how many songs are on it either. No. And so they're things. like, cool, whatever. And, and to me, it's a physical CD. There's a lot of time spent into it. It's worth $10. Oh, yeah. And uh, the T-shirts sold some, uh, mainly in my neck of the woods when right. we were in the South, uh, just because people were a little like more on board with me. Only a few sold in... The North, uh, I will say, People I talked to... People in the North don't like t-shirts. They don't like so t-shirts. It's too cold. It's so cold. Too so. cold. Next time, I'll bring sweatshirts. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see how that works out. Yeah, they'll that up. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, I talked to a friend, the other, like a fellow artist friend the other day, and she was like, I never buy t-shirts yeah. like as merch. And I was like, why? She was like, they just never sell. And I have experienced that. Um, I still have... I mean, I just did inventory on them the other day, and it took me like the whole afternoon. And, yeah. Um, while they're a great investment, and but it's just a slow investment. It is not quick turnaround like it is with a record, right. um, or you know, I'm that merch is still a, a place that I feel stuck. I think a lot of people feel stuck in what to do because people are sometimes stingy with their money, and then which they should. I mean, I get that, so am I. But um, also, other times, if you have that thing, whatever that thing is at that show, um, then people are going to lay down their life for it. Yeah. And so sometimes it's, they go out of the way. They just want to yeah. walk away with something. So mm-hmm. they buy whatever you have on the table. Other right. times they're like, Oh, well, okay, well um, <laughs> is it on iTunes? Yeah, okay. exactly. And then they walk away. Yeah. I think that also has to do sort of with how well your show goes. Yeah. Yeah. You always want to, you want to put on a really entertaining show. Um, and it's actually not hard to do for, with a house show just because you're really sitting in front of people yeah. talking just as we are right now. Um, and so I think it's, a lot of it has to do with your performance, but I think they're definitely directly connected to how well you sell merch. Oh, yeah. Versus, you know, if you do a bad show, people are going to be like, oh, is it on iTunes? Right. <laughs> and then they're never going to listen to you again. Right. Or they just skip the merch thing and they just walk out. Yeah. And go to the cookie table. If it's that bad. Yeah. The cookie table. It's a house show, so there's a table with cookies somewhere, is what I'm assuming. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Maybe. There were cookies. There were cookies. There were cookies. There were definitely cookies. My there body was... knows that there were cookies. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what do you think about merch? Um, I think that was very well said. I agree. I only had, because of my strange concoction of making a living and doing music, <laughs> I haven't done as many shows for, for a while. And so this was kind of a nice kickoff for, for it gave me an excuse to buy merch because mm-hmm. when I was doing like a writer's round every two months, it was like, I don't need to spend yeah. a few hundred on merch. 
Um, so I, I was able to get finally some hard copies of my CD and then I got some posters just so that way in my head, I was like, if I'm playing for a bunch of friends and family who might have it, then they have some, if they, if they want to support, they have something to like give them an excuse to Mm -hmm. support you. Um, which, uh, turns out most of them didn't have my CD anyway, so it didn't matter. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, but, uh. Yeah, so those were my only two things. The posters, really, I didn't sell much of anything. Um, so from a house show standpoint, you realize, or I realize, I think it's just, one, they'll buy the CDs, even if they already have it, they might mm-hmm. just buy the physical. And the poster is definitely more of like a fangirly kind of item. Yeah. Uh, which I thought going into it, I just it was a cheap way to have something. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I get my reasons, but it definitely from doing it, you you sell like a few and that's about it. Um, I think next time um, I like the poster idea, but I think it needs to be specific to the tour. Sure. And so like next time we would do like mm. a, a picture of us with the, the dates the tour, on it. Yeah. And then people are going to, people will want that. Right. And with us having it's signed more it. Memorabilia yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, this is where I, you know, I hosted it at this yeah. house or I went to this house and whatever city. And yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think. That's it is idea. to be yeah, a little more specific to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I yeah. had that idea while we were on tour. Yeah, and I was I like, like, next that. time we do that, we're going to have to like do a photo shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I think people would definitely be more into that. And yeah. mine, um, I'm glad I have them for future stuff uh, and just in general because they're pretty, it's very non, there's nothing saying when it is or when yeah. it is. So I can use you those can for use a long for time. Yeah. And posters are nice because they cost very little yeah. and you can sell them for 5 to $15. Mm-hmm. And so you can make very good mm-hmm. amounts of money up. And I did sell, I like, guess, some, but most of the ones I sold were, and we did like a merch package deal, mm-hmm. which I thought worked pretty well it did. because people, I think all the people who wanted to throw money at us would just be like, oh, the package, sure. Yeah. And they would buy that for however much money. We like threw a t shirt and both of our CDs yeah, in there. Yeah, poster. Like that, pretty yeah. much everything we had on the table, mm-hmm. we'd say, just give us 70 bucks and it's yours. <laughs> yeah. Take it all. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that worked. But yeah, I sold a decent amount of CDs. It was kind of some shows I was surprised at how many I sold, mm-hmm. and then other shows I was surprised at how few. Yeah. Like, for example, the first show we did it felt great. The audience was felt like they were like fully on with it. It mm-hmm. was like surprisingly fun just for being the first. You don't know what to expect. Absolutely. And then I don't think I sold one CD after. Yeah, I don't think I did either. Yeah. It was more, and that's, I think that leads us into another point of uh just you kind of have to be the most flexible human that you can be Mm -hmm. um and yeah i have control issues but it's an easy like i like people a lot and so um you do have to wake up every day and realize that the night that you're about to head into is going to be nothing like the night that you just had right um which sometimes can be a good thing because you might have had you know not as great a night as you have had or whatever you can look forward to other things um but that is yeah i think it's something to expect that you don't know what to expect yeah totally you just never know who's going to show up no yeah no we went from or we had shows ranging from literally five people at the lowest which didn't that really only happened once where it was mm-hmm. like a, a surprisingly small number and i think it was it was a tuesday night it was raining um and it was just a yeah it was an awkward sort of thing and And it it was still a fun show Mm -hmm. uh it was just our lowest attendance right right 
Um, and then all the way up to like 150 or so. Is that for the oh, like am 200? I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was like two or 300 people. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that was crazy. And that was, <laughs> so because of the CD release, you did CD release in town and then in Nashville. And then you did one while we were going through your My hometown. hometown, yeah. Um, we did it outside. Yeah. Uh, because... We just didn't know what to expect, obviously, and um, a lot of people showed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. And you did it full band. We switched it up for that one. Mm-hmm. I just opened acoustic then, and then you did a full full band show with uh, yeah. with people from back home. Um, you swooned all the girls. Who did? I did. You did. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah I swooned well, all the girls. Right. <laughs> we swooned them together. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was like the biggest, most attended one. Sold a lot of merch, which helped people. And like you said, also, I forgot to mention that having the tip jar thing mm-hmm. yep. is like kind of a scary thing to do. And it feels a little weird. But then when you think about it, you're giving people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird because you feel like people are giving you something by coming. Yeah. But you're also giving people a night of entertainment for Absolutely. free. And so saying it's easy to preface it if you're trying to do it within the show and be like, also... You know, for we're, we're traveling across the country. If you have a few extra bucks, we like to keep these shows free. Um, but if you have a couple bucks to throw in the tip jar to get us mm-hmm. to the next location, that would be great. Um, and that's what worked best for us. Yeah. Um, I know other people who have done house shows and throughout the tour, you know, some shows were they had, you know, $5 admission, other sure. shows were not. And and for us going back, I think there are certain cities that we will be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but this. This tour was just a very, I mean, it really was just like, hey, we're two singer-songwriters and we just happen to drop off in this yeah. city. Do you have gas money? That's yeah. kind of how the show went and every single time. And it people were very generous, yeah. like we said, in that way as well. Yeah. Um, and some people were, like, surprisingly generous, like, when they're buying stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, I have had an, an uncle in, when we did a show in New York who bought, like, everything. He did. A few, ver- like, a couple copies of everything before the show. We played the show, and then he bought, like, four more copies yeah. of everything afterwards. And he's just an insanely generous person, but it's, like, people like that mm-hmm. come out of the woodwork and are, like we said, looking for, for a chance to support people. And it, uh, it feels weird, but when you're doing something, like, a small scale and people perceive you as, like, trying to kick into mm-hmm. your career... I think people almost categorize it as like a form of charity, yeah. not in like a, a, a weird way for us, yeah. but like that's, I think people see it as like, here's like, I can give these I'm people being, 20 I'm bucks. I'm a part, I'm yeah. a part of what they're doing. And yeah. That is actually, I think that's the why of the house show that a lot of people don't look into is that um, people don't consume music like they used to anymore. That's kind of an obvious statement, but right. People, they stream music. It's super easy. And so the why of the house show is to show up and give them an intimate, very personal um, experience. And so then they feel, it's not that they feel obligated. They feel that they want to be, yeah, the desire to be a part of it because uh, generally you're singing songs that you've written. um, And so they're, they're getting a window into what your soul looks like uh, very quickly. Um, and then it's just the human experience after that. People yeah. just want to help and build up other people um, for the most part. Yeah. Um, the people who are showing up to these shows are that way. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it's a, it's, it's a great way, no matter where you are in your career, um, you just need loyal people like right. that. Because you whenever you twenty percent yeah. that actually buy things mm-hmm. nowadays. Yep. It used to be the twenty percent was or at least in music, was the people who would buy your C D 
four times, give it to a friend, go to your show six times, buy all your t-shirts, everything. Now the 20% is people who engage monetarily at any level. Yes. And the rest are people (laughs) who stream. Yeah. Like, or just, you know, casually, which is, is, I mean, I think it's fine, but like when we're engaging, like you said, the why Mm -hmm. of making money in the music industry, it's, I think, all about as artists connecting with them Mm -hmm. so they feel compelled to be a part of your journey yeah um and that's why i mostly want to like when i get into a new band it's usually inspired by seeing them live Mm -hmm. and then when i listen to the album i'm half listening to the album and half reliving the live show and i could listen to an album that's amazing and kind of like it but if I would have seen them live first and it was amazing, yeah, I, that album might become my favorite album. Of I feel the, year. the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I think that's what it is for everyone, even if they don't know it. Um, and so the live piece, I used to think it wasn't as important in the internet age, and now I'm kind of flipped, where I feel like you can almost you can do next to nothing as far as developing loyal fans mm-hmm. unless you're playing live. Absolutely. Because um, you need that to really engage the, that 20%. I think it's it's really interesting because, you know, we, in this day and age of YouTube stars and things like that, and you have some YouTube success, and so Very you minor. understand, <laughs> but you understand kind of what that means. And yeah. um, I have sort of, I'm not, by any means a celebrity in my hometown but I am known as the girl who is the singer yeah, yeah. Um, and the performer and so uh, when people hear about me uh, I don't exist to them or they have this version of me in their head and so to support me at that level they're not going to because they have no human live experience right. with me and so um, when I walk into a room and I like crack a joke or you know, whatever, I just have a conversation, that's when people are like, oh, she's a real human. And I have right. felt that way when I've met people who are like celebrities. It's like, duh, they're, they're normal people yeah, too. Yeah. Um, and so that is, you're no, we are by no means on that level at all, but it does kind of have some similarity when you go into someone's house and um, you just, you manifest this realness that you, this is what you do for a living. And yeah. um, that's when people are... They just feel they want to be supportive. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, and I, f- I feel like uh, there's a, like a handful of celebrities that are so caught up in what they're told they are mm-hmm. that you meet them, and those are the ones that, that you talk to them like, oh, they're not a normal person, they're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but most people you talk to yeah. them like, oh, of course they were, like, what was I expecting them to be like? Yeah. You know, like, this person that I had. Like, yeah, yeah, but I angel. built them to be like into this person yeah. that they are. And right, like, right. Nah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're not. They're just like and you're me. happier when you meet them and they're like a you, yeah. a normal person, than when you meet them and you're like they're like way too cool for anyone. Like, oh know, yeah, it's not. Fun. It's like a friend of mine. She aired the first night uh, of auditions for The Voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Allie, and um, she trended on Twitter. Oh nice. Uh, that night or prior because they leaked her audition before the premiere. Oh, that's and yeah, she's her. had some like. Some like success through acting and some other things mm. growing up, and so they're using that. I mean, that's kind of building her momentum on the sure. show. And uh, she posted on Facebook the same day. She was like, "Just so you know, you can have a million views and trend on Twitter, but it doesn't stop your dog from like pooping on the floor, and then your kids from being like 
monsters all yeah, day long. Yeah. She's like, I'm still here, like with no makeup on, with screaming <laughs> children. Uh, and I loved that she did that. Yeah. It just makes this especially real... at like her peak of yeah. probably her life so far, at <laughs> yeah, least social exactly. media wise. Yep, exposure. And she's like, hey, yeah, <laughs> still, still sucks. Still sometimes. a human. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I like that. Um, which I was thinking of. People should. Uh, I was gonna say this in the end, but like. Watch this season. Of the watch Voice. this if season. Yeah. If you're this far in and you enjoy listening to Katie talk, then you should yeah. check out The Voice this season. Season ten. Right, right. Um, on NBC. On NBC, Mondays and Tuesdays. This is the voice. This is the voice. Uh, okay. It's uh, central. I totally lost where we were. What were we talking about? Real- we were just talking about like realness and the why, but. Oh right, yeah, people's why music. A little side tangent. Okay. Um, yeah, and we touched on it's a kind of a roller coaster yeah. of emotions because you don't know what's like we were saying mm-hmm. you don't know if it's gonna be five people or if there's gonna be three hundred, and then there's there were a lot in betweens and really I thought some of the best ones I don't know what they're doing in the sky right now but apparently they're having Can you <laughs> an hear airplane it? show. <laughs> there's an airplane show in the sky right now. <laughs> uh, whenever I'm recording in here, I always get pissed. Yeah, uh, kind of irrationally because I live in the middle of the city, but at planes because they come pretty often well, you never you don't even realize it until you sometimes you forget that that's what's happening yeah you don't know and now else. that i've had some like minor experience with film mm. every single time i hear oh, like right. something that's like a pin dropping across the room i'm like do we have to do it do again do we really have to be dropping <laughs> pins again <laughs> shut up <laughs> yeah yeah so i know how you feel anyways um yeah so roller coaster each night yeah i felt like like if you had a house show with like a decent sized living room and you had 30 to 50 people that was like pretty ideal Mm -hmm. because it was like everyone had to be pretty locked in and engaged so you don't have like groups of people talking it's like everyone's there with you and you get to take 30 to 50 people with you on this ride and it's enough people you can sell merch it feels justified it feels like a real performance it doesn't feel like you're playing for your friends Mm -hmm. in the living room um and yeah, exposure, they get a more, there's just more energy too. Yeah. So that I think they get a better experience. Um, when we did, when we were up in New Hampshire, we I was did a couple talk shows. about that show. Yeah. yeah. And we did one at my parents' house. And they they did a good job of promoting it. They that did. was, it was the like quintessential house show. Yeah. yeah. It, and I'm really glad we have footage from it because there were, you know, a little over 50 people there yeah. in the, the space fit it. You know, you always want, if, I mean, it, there's a golden ratio for everything, right. but obviously you can't you can't control this. But it's great when you have that many people and it's just a little too tight for that many people. Yeah, you know you that want people. Yeah, it adds like, the energy. It makes people feel like there's more people in the room. Yeah, um, and that show was great. You oh know, yeah. That we you talk back and forth with the crowd, but it was just. That was, like, on paper the best yeah. type of... If you're going to do a house show, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And the crowd was... I was expecting the whole... Uh, what's the term? You can't be a prophet in your hometown or whatever. Mm. Idea of, like, you know, you basically don't impress people as much. Because, yeah. like, the people, the audience was, like, people who've been seeing... Like, most of them had seen me in diapers. Yeah. Most of them had seen me play at church and, like, suck when I was a kid. <laughs> and, like, they'd seen everything. And so I'm like, they're not going to be, like, that interested. Mm-hmm. We played, and they were blown away. And then when we would talk in between anything we tried to, like, say that was funny or just whatever to get a response, it was, like, they a booming were, response. Yeah, and they I was were, like, what the... What? They thought we were very funny. They did. Um, they were very amused. We... Uh, are not as funny as we think. Right, right. Uh, let's put it that That's way. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they thought we were, exactly. and that made and us feel good. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting like a couple people to be into it, 
and everyone else to be like, maybe play another song. I think the cool thing about that show is that you had not been home to play something right. like that. I think it surprised people. Since high school, right? Mm, pretty and much. people just, to them, it was just like, well, Andrew does music stuff, and you came back, and you're obviously really, really good. But mm-hmm. obviously in high school, you weren't no. that great. No. And so yeah. I wasn't either. It was more like and potential so, or like, oh, he's good for like being, being uh, he goes to bed for high school. Like, <laughs> oh, no, he does music. Right. Oh, cool. <laughs> and yeah. so I think for you... You had this overwhelming response of like, oh my God, Andrew's doing it. Like he's sure, sure. he's doing the thing that he set out to do. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so all of those things made it be a really fun show. Space was great. And my parents did like a Facebook event for it. And I kept being like, all right, we're up to like 30 on the Facebook event. And I was like, that's in my head. I would say that's like, that's people. great. Yeah. yeah. And I was in my head. I was like, that doesn't mean anything. They don't know. Like, right. I haven't done a Facebook event before. And then we get to the night of. And it's like and clearly our generation is vastly different exactly. from I guess their generation. When you're like probably 38 plus and yeah. you say yes to a Facebook you're event, going. it means you're going to the Facebook event. And you're event. bringing a friend. Yeah. Like, there's no and wine, yeah. apparently. Yeah. yeah. And so everybody showed up and we said like, oh, we'll start at seven thinking in my mind like, oh, we'll start getting there at seven. Mm-hmm. I think people were like, oh, we're starting at seven. And so like 10 minutes before seven, the drive was just like filled with cars yeah. and people walking with wine. Your and mom I was like, like oh had not God. done her hair yet. And I was like, <laughs> I I can do this for you. Right, I can right. help you. And yeah. she was like trying to do all the things in the kitchen. She was like, I haven't done my hair. And yeah. like literally as she yelled that someone knocked on the door and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. And then the, and yeah, I've never had that many people in my kitchen. It was just roaring with like loudness and mm-hmm. like, so it was just, it was fun, and it was surprising that 50 people that signed up on Facebook all showed up they, yeah. and brought people. And uh, So yeah, those, it doesn't take a lot. No. And that was really, none of those, I mean, maybe a couple of them knew my music, but probably the majority didn't. And yeah. so that really comes down to people who uh, who host it, and like if they, if they can get that many people in the house, yeah. you're going to have a, a fun time. That makes me think of another point that it... It, when you are contacting people to do your house show, I think about the history of that house with your mm. parents and that sometimes you had like church in that house yeah, and you had always had activities there. over there with like youth and things like that from yeah. church. And so I think um, people know that that house is an entertaining house sure. and they are used to going there and they your parents are an entertaining couple. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so... When you do contact people, make sure you have a few of those people on your list that are kind of go-getters when it comes to throwing a party at your house. Right. Um, it's not it doesn't have to be a rager because that wasn't. It was just you loud really and crazy. No, you don't. You'll be in the corner. <laughs> and everyone no. else will be raging. And you won't be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think you need to have a few of those types of people on your list. Yeah. Who are? I mean, if you know them that well, who are good at throwing parties, mm-hmm. um, and who know those types of people. Yeah, totally. That's. Those are the ideal people. You don't need people who know your stuff or an area that knows your stuff, but especially if there's an area where nobody knows you. Yeah. It's very ideal to have a family that's... It's the same as throwing a party. So if you can throw a party and, like you said, not like a rage party, just they Mm -hmm. have people over... If they can have 20 people over for dinner each week, yeah. they can have 30 people over for a house show. Absolutely. Um, it's the same type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's since it's novel to most people, it's an exciting thing. They'll either be scared of it and not go, but if you explain it well enough... Um, and if you give those people that material that, that they, when they reach out to their friends, mm-hmm. they can say, here's a video of what it is. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot more likely people are going to show up. Yeah. And then once they do, usually they like it or they don't and they don't tell you and then they leave. Yeah. They don't buy merch. Um, if any of those people are you, uh, that are listening, 
I'm don't surprised. subscribe to my email list. I'm surprised you made it this far. Yeah, I don't know why you're listening to this. Yeah. If you hate us so much. <laughs> Just get out. Get out. Get us out of your ears. <laughs> you know, nope. Jerk. Okay. Uh, <laughs> We're still that was the edit. <laughs> um, I went through like eight words in my head. And yep. Mm-hmm. That's why I was jerk. like waiting for you. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's By the just... way, when you spend a month on the road with someone uh, that you know pretty well, but not very well, you get to know them very, well, to know them very well. Yeah. I feel very close to Andrew. Mm-hmm. It's mutual. A mutual closeness. A mutual closeness. Especially because you, you by the second day, you get past all the like things that you never see people when yeah. they wake up. Usually you don't see them without anything, mm-hmm. showering for a day or whatever. Whatever and, those types of or things happen. what yeah. they're like after you've driven with them for eight hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those things. And so, uh, yeah, we did a pretty good job of yep. not killing each other, I thought. I thought um, so, too. Which is an important thing if you do. I was going to say. <laughs> it's easier in pairs, I think, yes. or a group. Uh, you could do it on your own, but it's just a lot of, like, you have to bear the whole weight. Mm-hmm. It's better. It's just a lot more fun with one other yeah. person, too. And you can decompress um, with them. Yeah. You can talk about what happened and yeah. if something was weird or if something was cool, you can, like... Both reminisce and or yep. whatever. Five people showing up, you can laugh about. Yeah. If it was five people showing up and it was just you, you'd You're going to feel it. terrible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's very different, yeah. uh, which is kind of the nice thing I think about when I think about like playing with a band versus mm-hmm. on your own. Yeah. As the, that when I did a band like throughout high school, that was one of the best pieces was mm-hmm. like uh, you go through it with someone. It's a lot easier than being like, my artist brand isn't, you know, people yeah. hate me. Nobody like, you know, whatever You need it is. other people feeding those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that was, it was super fun for me because I am constantly traveling alone. Right, right. And so for me, it was like really nice to have just someone who could take over driving for a little while. Right. Who could, you Once know. Once I learned stick. What, yeah. Andrew learned how to drive my car on this tour. Learned and, how to drive stick. He learned how to drive stick. your car, yeah, on and, this tour. Uh, it was, uh. It was a journey. It was a journey, and I'm really proud of his progress. Yeah. By the end, I could mostly do it. You could do it yeah. by the end. I mean, I could do it. I just, it was very poor for a while. And then it, once you're on the highway, it doesn't matter. No. It's just the on and off. It's just, a, it became a mental thing for you later on. Yeah, yeah. You were like, I, there were days that you were like, I can't do this. And yeah. I was like, yes, you can, Andrew. And you're your car, a from, I don't know, worst. you said it's, it's bad. The worst. I don't have anything to compare it to. The, for those of you who do drive uh, a stick, it, mm-hmm. the clutch is... Uh, very stiff, mm-hmm. has a weird release point, and it's just a... It's a stupid clutch. It's a stupid it's a clutch. a jerk clutch. That car might RIP very soon. Oh. I know. You guys go, hopefully, vote for me on The Voice so I can go win a car. That's what my that parents be, keep saying. That would be very My good parents time. are like, if you Somebody's need a new car, can you go Why win you? the new car? Yeah. Some nice motivation. Yep. Um, uh, perfect. Let's talk about successes real quick. Mm-hmm. We kind of did. So things that went well, and then we'll talk about... Anything that we learned that sticks out that we could have done better, yeah, and then we'll probably wrap it up. For a second, I thought you were gonna say we'll pray, we'll pray, and we'll pray, and I was like, oh, <laughs> is this how your podcast? Yeah, you can bow been? your heads. I never and listened. If this the jerk part. is still listening. You can stay for this part, but I'm gonna you, pray that you stop being a jerk because you need it. Right, you definitely need this. <laughs> Successes on the road. Um, I think I think we were really successful at managing our money. Mm-hmm. Um. And kind of what worked for us, it doesn't always have to work for whoever else you are who yeah. is listening, plus the jerk who's listening. That's stupid. <laughs> uh, I think what we did is that we would take the cash from each night, um, kind of figure out what was probably from merch, 
put it away. Um, and then and buy then, as many things as we could. Exactly. Yep. So the, <laughs> we <laughs> bought our own us. merch. Yeah. yeah. Plus all no. the free pillows and we came out pretty it was so good. good to go. Yeah. Uh, we ended up using like our own, uh, like a version of a kitty. Um, and then it, we kind of had like a per diem each day for ourselves, which What's really, a kitty? a kitty is basically, I don't know where that term comes from. It's financial term, but it's like the envelope that we used oh, okay, yeah. for gas money. We gotcha. put, uh, we just put cash in there each night that we felt like was f- like it just started building up through the tour. Mm-hmm. Um, it was for gas money and for food. Um, and we generally just ate at Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. um, because Amen. Andrew loves mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. I think you should do a whole podcast on your love <laughs> Chick-fil-A. for Chick-fil-A. I wonder if if we can get the viewership up and I do that episode, I bet I could get myself some free Chick-fil-A. For I bet you could. And I know some people in high Chick-fil-A places. Oh, wow. Heaven? In North Carolina, in heaven, yeah. right? Because <laughs> that was funny. I tell you, we're funnier than we think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think that was a success. Was how well like that yeah. worked out, and for that us. was pretty much all our merch stuff. We'd throw towards our own merch. Yeah, we keep that separate. Mm-hmm. The, all that stuff was just the gas yep. money stuff. And because it was people generous enough, that was what we. Yeah. Once we got going through the first show, because the first show where people didn't buy stuff, they did give us. Money. Um, money, which I think was more of a uh, generational thing. Yes, like, it was. I don't need to listen to you guys cry about your relationship. No. But great job. And I love it. <laughs> and here's some money. Here's some money yeah. to get out of town because exactly. I'm tired of you crying <laughs> about your yeah. relationship. Whatever it is, it's money. Uh, so after that, we were pretty much able to live off of that because you're getting a lot of free meals and stuff. And then gas. And fortunately, gas is cheap right now. And was yeah. Then. It, that so it was, was something timing. I was I was budgeting out in the beginning thinking, what happens if we run into expensive gas? Right. And we, we never quit. did. We never paid over $2 mm-hmm. for gas. Not even in like great. New York State. Like, yeah. it was crazy. And your car is like yeah. a mini SUV or whatever they're mm-hmm. called. And so it's probably not the best in the world on gas, but I didn't even notice. It no, seemed I mean, great. Yeah, we got pretty great gas mileage, I yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was definitely a success. And we talked about it. We kind of like when we pull out stuff for food, we'd be like, does this make sense to you? And mm-hmm. then we'd be like, yeah, I think so. And then we wouldn't just like take money for ourselves, no. which is always good. Yeah. We'd steal from each other. Yeah, go with someone that you can trust. Yeah, someone who doesn't drive you crazy. And people who you talk to one an hour a week, you don't might not know if they drive you crazy. Yeah. So do some research. Do some research. And then make sure they don't Have steal stuff. Have coffee more often than yeah. not. Yeah, Andrew and I uh, co-write songs, and we obviously That's a good test. played it. Yeah, because then you know if you can get along yeah, or not. Yeah, but also, like, we played in a band together for a while. We obviously had classes together, so we knew yeah. each other. Um, and we have traveled together with other people. Right. Um, just not alone by ourselves. Right. So Andrew's pretty we agreeable. So I try. And you are as well. So it worked out. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. I mean, that. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that was... Um, I felt like, I mean, overall, it felt very successful it's just mm-hmm. as a venture. It was definitely worth it. It was fun. It's for me because I do a lot of playing for other people. It was a good scratching of the itch of doing my own stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it built up my confidence. It built up what you talk about when you talk about your songs, how to mm-hmm. introduce them. It's great testing ground. Oh yeah, All that's a things. hard thing to people don't realize that they think they can just get on stage and right. sing songs and and then you um, see them do it and you realize lot. they didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that goes on in between songs, yeah. um, and it's all about how you set it up or how you don't set it up. Right. Um, and so, be wary of those things, even if you're not doing a house show. Yeah, yeah. So true that. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. And then I know Did for you me, one yeah. yeah thing that I could have done better. Pretty much everything went really smoothly. The one thing that I 
screwed up on was we had uh, a show we added at the last minute because I had a wedding in Georgia uh, with family, and then I had reached out to them, but they were, like, busy planning a wedding, and Mm -hmm. it was like, I was like, oh, we probably won't have this, but then you're with them for a few days, they find out what you're doing, and like, oh, we could do one, send us info. So I sent them stuff, but that's when I realized the extent of how limited our reaching out was, Mm -hmm. because she kept kind of being like, I don't totally get it, but, like, we're down to do it, but blah, 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 and I was slow to get back. Like, it was right when we kicked off Right before we kicked off tour and we were going to do it right at the beginning batch. Yeah. So we eventually, they were like, let's just push it back because we don't have time to plan. And I had been slow in getting them the materials they wanted to promote it. Um, and so we pushed it then to the end of the tour. And I'd still, one, part of it was I just forgot I part of one of the emails. I didn't send them extra info. So that was just a basic you know forgetfulness and then the other part was like i just they didn't know what they were promoting so no. they didn't understand that that they were supposed to be inviting people they didn't have the materials to be inviting people they didn't feel like they would know what to tell people when they invited people and so when we got to it it was, it was just a smaller more intimate mostly family show which was fun but they uh realized I think my aunt messaged me when we were leaving. She was like, halfway through the show, I realized what a house show was. <laughs> and she like, it was saying she really liked it uh, and we should try again, like do it again. Yeah, basically. your uncle had written us a note saying like, sorry, we misunderstood. Let's, I get it now and I think we could pull this off. Let's yeah, come yeah. Back. yeah. And they're very, they're, I mean, my family, my dad's extended side of the family goes to their house almost every year for Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving dinner is 50-plus people. Yeah. So they know how to put on an event. Yeah. But it, so that's it how I know an, it, it was, was me not yeah. knowing how to tell them how to put on, you know, how to put on an event, basically, or what to, mm-hmm. what event to put on. So that was a good learning experience, which I'm glad happened because it made me realize for the next time that we kind of got lucky with a lot of shows where people... Yeah got it without really getting really enough. knowing yeah. they were willing to jump the hoop with us they were right. like trying to figure out yeah we were all like okay we're just gonna do it and right. hope that people show up yeah. yeah and when you have people who are used to throwing events and could make it bigger they need to know why mm-hmm. and then they're happy to do that but as compared to someone who can invite their eight friends for whatever they do that mm-hmm. and you get those people and it's fun but they might not uh need the same guidance so yes it was that was a really good learning experience for me to know and that's what inspired me kind of wanting to hash out all the pre-material that mm-hmm. you send out because then people know what you're doing and they get excited about it and they promote it and they get then they can get creative because they know exactly what's going to happen. Absolutely. And they can really fully jump yep. in. Yep, that's exactly what it was. I think uh, my something I learned was just um, want to, it's, it's in the same vein because the reason why I want to do a house show tour is I did a small stint the summer before with a friend of ours, uh, Bryce Merritt. Mm-hmm. And... He was just extremely like well branded through the whole thing. So it, it's more it's kind of like the fake it till you make it situation. It's explaining things to be sort of a bigger deal than they are. Yeah. And everything was very well like put out um in a in an email. Everything had the same picture on it, you know. Yeah. It yeah. made it look like a real tour even though we were just going to people's living so rooms. It almost feel like it's a 
a bigger deal than they should even be able to host yes. and feel special. Yeah, and so, and that's, you know, it was one of those types of things that I was like, oh, we, you know, I didn't really even know how to generate that. I think what happened for us was great. Yeah. Um, because it did, I think at that point, it needed to be a little more laid back because these people were our friends that right. we were reaching out to. And you know how to, you interact differently with every single person you know. Oh, yeah. And so I think that was, it worked. Yeah. But uh, next time when we do it, I think it's going to be a little more... You brand it more. Uh, yeah. You build it up. Yeah. Get some hype. And actually, I was going to say that uh, having a name for it mm-hmm. helped a lot. It did. I think because even in just a playful way, it gave people something to joke about and to mm-hmm. go with. And we called it the hashtag better than Netflix tour because you're basically playing next to their other favorite thing, yes. which is Netflix a, in their living yeah. room. Yeah. We were usually in front of someone's TV. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but just having that and then you can put that on social media mm-hmm. because a lot of it, too, is like it gives people who aren't going to any events. One, it allows them to hear about it more through social yep. media if you keep blasting out about it. Yeah. But two, it just gives you content, which nowadays is a big thing. So it makes people see that you're doing something yeah. um, and people are going to take you more seriously. Right. So. I, that's what it felt. I would get like people... I don't know what it would be, but interacting with people back here or whatever, and be like, oh, and you're on tour, blah, blah, blah. And like, I remember when we came back, yeah. we went to, I went to this one party where we were both out there, like, and my entire conversations were dominated. Like, you were across the room, and right, I'm sure it was right. the same thing for you, but it was like, uh, did you just go, how fun was that, blah, blah, blah. And it's right. so funny because, as if it was in real life, yeah, thing. in like, real life, we, we were just in the car eating Chick fil A. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, and it was just, you know, and playing our songs and, and going to a lot of cool, like seeing a lot of cool things. Yeah. Oh, it was um, awesome, but it wasn't in this impossible no, like it's milestone so where easy it's like, to oh, do. you did this, like yeah. you're, be, you're doing it now. It's yeah, like, you could do this. You have mm-hmm. you have four families, you know. Cool. Yeah, Make this a is five show. Yeah, whatever house show tour. Um, that I think that was the purpose of this podcast is to let people yeah. know, like. As a middle class musician, which is what we are, I'm right, right. barely breaking middle class. Right. Could be the poverty musician Could be, right now, yeah. but that's all right. Uh, working towards it. Towards it. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's something to be said is that it, you can do it too. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's why we have those t-shirts yeah. that nobody buys because people don't buy t-shirts. That's what we learned. Um, Maybe they're on the poverty line too. And yeah, that's true. That's, I would buy so many more things like from everyone, but yep. I just like would have to like put it into my month and be like, well, I spent this much on yep. t-shirt mm-hmm. and I can't pay my bills. Nope. I can wear my, you can do a t-shirt as much as I want, but I can't pay my bills. Nope. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, cool. Well, uh, like I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned, I mentioned it to Katie. I'm doing, I'm going to do mostly for myself, but I'm going to make it a PDF of like the bullet points of kind of how to format your email blast that you send out to the initial like everybody and then when you get emails back what you send to those people uh what to have in your dropbox all that kind of stuff just from doing it so i'm going to make a pdf of that and some templates so you can kind of like click and drag and drop and make it easy for yourself um but you will be able to get that at uh, mcm podcast slash house tour um house show sorry house tour so (laughs) mcm podcast slash house show um, and you can, uh, download the PDF there and it'll be, I think really helpful. I know I'm going to use it for all my stuff. Um, so check that out and I'll have that link in show notes and then on wherever you can click on things in the description, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Anything else, Katie, that you want to shout out to of your stuff, website, Facebook? Oh yeah. Um, www.katiebazin.com. Yep. Um, and then that will take you to all of my 
Social media, my social media mostly though, Instagram and Twitter is at the Katie Basden. Cool. Um, is that new? It is, is new. Okay, I changed it uh, just because of the show. It made Wasn't it easier. Wasn't it before like KTB? Yeah, it was yeah. KT, like the letters KT and then Basden because KT also can sound like it's Katie. Katie Basden. Yeah. Ah. That's been like when I was a kid in high school, people would like write me notes with just KT on oh. Someone is also making rumbling. UPS man. Come on, UPS. Bring me something. Please. <laughs> um, no, but that's, yeah. The Katie Basin. Um, and the record is Release the Sound. Yeah. It's on iTunes. Check it. Um, I did and, a co-write on one of those. Yeah, co-write. And, and you BGBs. sing some BGBs. Some so, Bugabas. If you don't like Katie, but you really like me, like Just do it for Andrew. Just check it out, yeah, for me. Do it for Andrew. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> try to find the song I'm singing on. That'd yeah, I dare you to. Dare you. Uh, you can do it, as the t-shirt says. Um, cool. I feel good about all of it. I do, do you too. feel good? I feel good. Great. Then we'll wrap it up right now. <laughs> Just wrap it right up. Yep. If uh, you have questions, tweet at us. Yeah, please do. Tweet or, or email. Or send us emails. Um, yeah, tweet either of us. Tweet the show. Email the show at booking at middleclassmusician.co. And then grab that PDF if you're an artist looking to do this. MCM podcast. We like to talk about it a lot in case you couldn't. Show. Yeah. yeah, we like to talk about it a lot in case you couldn't tell. So yeah, if you have questions, we will be we more than happy to talk answer. It up with you. <laughs> Perfect. Cool.